back to the Father Bruce podcast. And today we are reviewing the throwback edition of SmackDown, May 7th episode of SmackDown 2021. Now before this episode of SmackDown, there were of course reports that the contract of Daniel Bryan has recently for the WWE has recently expired. And a lot of fans were hoping to get some answers in this episode of SmackDown if indeed uh, Daniel Bryan is no longer with the WWE, is no longer in SmackDown, or his um, true st- status with uh, the company. This was of course following last week's SmackDown main event against Roman Reigns for the Universal t- Championship when the stipulation was... If Daniel Bryan was to lose, he would be banished from SmackDown. Before the start of this um, episode of SmackDown, a lot of uh, fans really wanted a better setup of the stadium of the of this episode of SmackDown, a better throwback stadium where we see a comeback by the SmackDown Fist and other or other um, past SmackDown setups. However, that ended up not being the case for this um, episode of SmackDown as um, we are given limited uh, physical interior interior, um, refurbishing from uh, this episode of SmackDown. There was, however, a digitized um, SmackDown fist that was added to this um, episode of uh, the throwback SmackDown. Before this uh, episode of SmackDown started, we have received news that um, we would get a rematch between Seth Rollins and Cesaro, which is a WrestleMania rematch. A lot of fans assumed that uh, this rivalry between Cesaro and Seth Rollins would have ended at WrestleMania, but that was not the case uh, with the happenings of the following SmackDown episodes after WrestleMania. This match between Cesaro and Seth Rollins came after a promo that started SmackDown by Roman Reigns, acknowledging that Daniel Bryan is no longer with the company. However, he has not given any further detail into, into Daniel Bryan aside from last week's main event. So that was the last we heard of uh, Daniel Bryan. We also saw a return of Jimmy Uso, the twin brother of Jay Uso, which immediately sparked some conflict between the family of Roman Reigns and the Usos. Seth Rollins and Cesaro would of course later on appear in this uh, segment between was then followed by an announcement by legendary SmackDown uh, general manager Teddy Long announcing that if Cesaro were to win against Seth Rollins in the first match of the night, then Cesaro would have earned an opportunity against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania Backlash. Weeks later after WrestleMania, I start to realize that 
the pay-per-view names WrestleMania Backlash does not make a lot more doesn't make a lot of sense basically because it's been weeks after WrestleMania it would have worked out if it was a pay-per-view that was merely two weeks after WrestleMania that would have uh, worked out but that's why it doesn't make much sense to for superstars and talents to keep using it but then again they couldn't just drop that off after such uh, all these promos it would have worked out if money in the bank was the immediate pay-per-view after wrestlemania it has money in the bank has been uh, a great pay-per-view as of late and arguably could have could be the the fifth best in, uh, pay-per-view from the big four pay-per-views that we have uh, f- historically have for in wwe despite my initial reaction to the news of Seth Rollins and Cesaro getting a rematch, I was instead convinced that these superstars uh, were had such great chemistry against each other and that they really did deliver a great matchup. And I'm not saying that they failed to deliver in their previous um, matchup at WrestleMania. It's just that um, I, I just got tired with the thought of having a yet again a re- WrestleMania rematch that wasn't necessary. However, these two superstars proved me and perhaps a lot of other fans wrong, and that they are deserving of yet another match. Hopefully, this is their, gonna be their last match in a while. During this match, there were some seeds planted that Seth Rollins would be. Entering a feud against Jay Uso, who last week also delivered problems against uh, Seth Rollins and during their match. And it was a great thing too that there was immediately an option that Seth has a different person to face in the future. I, it was a great thing to see Cesaro win this match and be given this future opportunity against Roman Reigns in the following pay-per-view. So I just hope that it translates to better things. Other notable things in this episode of SmackDown was that the referees were wearing this classic blue SmackDown referee shirts instead of just the neutral black and white referee shirts. Personally, I don't see a reason why SmackDown couldn't continue having the referees wear this blue shirts. I think this fit them very well and it gives a recognition to SmackDown. What did not make a lot of sense also, however, was that we kind of not, we couldn't understand really what type of throwback WWE was trying to have in this episode of SmackDown because as we all know SmackDown isn't really all that old compared to Raw having start merely in the 2000s or late 90s which in comparison to Raw started a lot earlier in the 90s so it did not make sense that they would use this uh, WWE this um, edited WWE logo from the 80s and 90s when it was still referred to as the WWF. 
as well as the names you would see on screen, which looked like WWE content from the 80s rather than WWE during the early 2000s when SmackDown first launched. So it was convoluted on what they were really trying to deliver. But um, the important thing was that it didn't overwhelm the product of this episode and that uh, SmackDown was able to deliver yet another memorable and worthy um, episode for us WWE fans to watch. What this uh, matchup between Seth Rollins and Cesaro also exposed was this um, big elephant in the room where Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are in the same brand after being in separate brands for almost three years, two years. And that not only are they former members of the Shield, but basically they're two of the most um, powerful superstars right now. And um, despite Seth Rollins recently being booked as a mid-card, still recognized as a main eventer. It doesn't look like, however, that Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins would be facing each other again soon. But uh, that just is just an exciting thought to see. Perhaps in a big four pay-per-view such as SummerSlam, it would be a great time for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins to face each other in the future. It was also refreshing to see Teddy Long back on TV and him as a temporary general manager for the night to replace uh, Adam Pierce. Now he is with uh, Sonia Deville in a managerial role, at least for this episode of SmackDown. It was great to see. And it was great to see his interactions with uh, Sami Zayn during this uh, backstage segment, which really brought back a lot of memories seeing him say all those things he has said in the past which um, may have been annoying but he he did what he did best and um, who else would be better off to announce a 10-man tag team match rather than Teddy Long. He even gave homage to, to The Undertaker when he would announce matches between his superstars and The Undertaker whenever as a sort of a punishment back in the day. The second match of the night was a matchup between Carmella and Ruby Riot, which uh, turned out to be a great match. Uh, it, it was a fairly quick match, but I appreciated that these two superstars were given time on TV, and a lot of fans may not appreciate uh, these superstars' talent, perhaps, but but they were give, they delivered for even just this um, couple minutes that they're allotted on TV, and it was these superstars does do deserve more. It is depressing. It is sad that it almost feels uncanon. It almost feels like a dark match where we don't hear from them after this match from both Carmela. Or Ruby Riot, and I just hope that in future episodes of SmackDown they'll be given more. Carmella has really done a great job reinventing herself, and 
it, it was great that she she at least had a match at WrestleMania, and I do believe that she deserves more. I acknowledge the match between Carmella and Ruby Riot, and I love that match. I would watch that match again, and it made it makes uh, SmackDown a lot worthy. And if I were to choose, perhaps a second women's match aside from what's happening to tag team women's tag team division would work out for smackdown instead of having these long tag team matches which does not make a lot of sense aside from you know the, the, the tag team champions in uh Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode obviously in the next pay-per-view it's going to be Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the women for the smackdown women's championship but I see that either Ruby Riot or Carmella would be would be a great superstar next in line to the SmackDown Women's Champions. They are great talents and they deserve to be in this spot on SmackDown. They they deserve more recognition than moving on. We are treated with a great backstage segment between the Usos. And I could really see that these two are such great, uh, talented superstars, great, great talent who know how to act. And seeing them, it really does look real. Their feud together and their frustrations and all of that. It made for a good time and a time that they well deserve after years of um, just be a, a badly booked tag team division and I'm glad that they're evolving into something else however this uh, segment between the Usos with this uh, family feud ended quite convoluted in a way but um, as long as we get to see what's next for it's an open book and we get to hope and experiment with what could happen next Speaking of the tag team divisions, I I may say that right now the SmackDown tag team champs in Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are doing a great job as the uh, SmackDown champions. They're probably one of the best tag team champions in a while. They they really hold on to it, and instead of just this mere accessory that the New Day, Street Profits and other tag team champions were just there to hold. They actually give value to this uh, tag team champions. And a lot of fans perhaps thought that uh, they were mere transitional champions and would eventually go back to the hands of the Street Profits and SmackDown, but that wasn't the case. I'm glad that they're holding on to it a lot longer and they're giving value to this um, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. With a scheduled matchup between Dolph Ziggler and Rey Mysterio, this would have been a nostalgic uh, matchup between the two. Also given that not just a couple weeks ago or just a few months ago, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Rey Mysterio were given a matchup against each other, which was nostalgic, and arguably Dolph Ziggler should have won that singles match so it made sense for them to have this uh, rematch however 
there was a last minute uh, change in this match. So it's, it instead became Dominic Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler after Dolph Ziggler tormenting Dominic Mysterio before this match. And it, it was great to see Dolph Ziggler speak in this match, at least uh, some sort of promo before this match. At least we get to hear from them. And that, and that uh, transitioned into a match that got a lot of people excited. And I'm, I'm, I live for these uh, last-minute changes in booking, which made sense. This match, however, was underwhelming and ended with the most usual SmackDown or Raw win via a pin-up roll. Dominic Mysterio could could have done more uh, for this match, but that's how they booked it. And perhaps it's just with the lack of time, time constraints, but at least he's given a match and hopefully in the following weeks they would they would um they would deliver a lot more matchups i have been given news that uh they that dominic mysterio and Rey mysterio would have a chance against Dolph ziggler and robert Roode for the smackdown tag team champions and it would be nice to see it was also nice to see prior to this match that the Usos were aiming to win the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It's generally great to see that uh, a superstar that is currently not qualified, I mean, not the number one contender for the title, want to win that title. That does add a lot more prestige to that title instead of just, uh, as I previously said, an accessory and really just a reason for two superstars or two tag teams to face each other. It does make sense that it does open the book a lot more bigger and or, and make uh, storylines a lot more sense. Generally, it would be a great match to see in the future on who may face the tag team champions. I'm great. It's a good thing that SmackDown is booking the tag team champions pretty well. What does not make sense, however, is the women's tag team champions in Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I actually thought that uh, they won't make an appearance tonight in SmackDown because they have already made so much appearances in other brands for the past few weeks. I thought that there would just be a mere throwback to those uh, past few matches, but here they are showing up again, and I think it's a bit saturated now that they are showing up on other brands. It does make sense, however, that they would be defending their women's tag team champions against Natalia and and Tamina in the following uh, episode of SmackDown, which of course, Michael Cole repeatedly has stated in order for us fans to recognize and to remember. I don't, instead of us assuming that it was a matchup that was going to take place in the following pay per view in WrestleMania Backlash, I personally don't know why this is, hap- this is going to happen on 
SmackDown instead of WrestleMania Backlash, but if that's going to shorten the following pay-per-view, then I guess it's uh, not such a bad idea. What I did not like about uh, this confrontation between these two women's tag team tag teams was that Reginald was involved in a singles match against Tamina in this in this matchup. And while I really, like I've said, I, d- I didn't want to see either Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler compete tonight in the first place, it would have still made a lot more sense if there was any other women's superstar facing Tamina. But it is what it it, but it is what um what happened and uh truly as i've said tamina and natalia are deserving of the women's tag team champions because of their heritage and their bloodline and with the fact that nia Jax and tamina are cousins it would be nice however if roman reigns did at least recognize the fact that this is happening at least make some sort of appearance between these uh, two two superstars that are in the same family happening if, if Roman Reigns really wants to show that he is indeed the head of the table then he would at least acknowledge this matchup happening between Nia Jax and Tamina I think Tamina is such a great superstar and her actions on that show after SmackDown really did add to the legitimacy between these uh, matchups and the legitimacy of the superstar that is Tamina. This is also a WrestleMania rematch that I'm sure a lot of fans have forgotten that has taken place. So I just hope that. Uh, that they, these two superstars deliver yet an, another memorable matchup. But then again, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler do not make sense if they do not have the women's tag team champions. And it's too early for them to continue their rivalry together. And seeing how Raw is very badly booked now, I doubt that the uh, creative team would come up with anything to replace this um, story of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax being this sort of a strong tag team champions that beats everyone in every ba- brand. I think that's already saturated and we have seen them already continually lo- lose in singles matchups, faulty lose, and I'm just glad that we have SmackDown to watch instead of the hellhole that we have on Raw. The last match of the night was uh, the 10-man tag team match, which was basically forgettable. And it just frustrates me that this match happened without having without having this um, finisher fest that has previously happened in SmackDown that has 
or has nostalgically happened on SmackDown, it would have made sense for them to do that segment. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. And that was the only viable reason why this match uh, took place in the first place. It was, however, great to see Shinsuke Nakamura in a match again. And I could see that Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura would be a great um, would be a great match in the future. And given that they were former alliances with each other, it makes it just makes sense that Shinsuke is the next target of uh, Sami Zayn. What I didn't like at at this match was that. Shinsuke ended up uh, taking the pin for the for for the lose after um, taking the end of days of Baron Corbin, which is one of the most protected finishers uh, today in this uh, modern WWE era, which we don't really get. But it was still a great match nonetheless, and it didn't. And as for the other superstars, yeah, it didn't make sense for these other superstars to have a singles match in this uh, night of SmackDown. I had also thought that um, this match would end the night, but that wasn't the case. It felt rushed in a way. But in the same time, it was one of those matches that you don't want to last a lot longer. And I really hoped that there was there was that finisher fest that um, would end the show, but it wasn't the case. Uh, rightfully so, it ended with the appearance of Roman Reigns. That was what was needed of this uh, episode of SmackDown, for him to appear at the start of the show and for him to also appear at the end of the show. This, of course, was an issue to address whether or not Jimmy Uso was going to be loyal to Roman Reigns and his uh, brother Jay Uso. Of course, this um, ended with a open-ended ending with the uh, interference of Cesaro. And we we with that we also do not see Seth Rollins in this uh, ending, which just shows that. At least we get to see the end of uh, of Seth Rollins uh, wanting to face Cesaro, and I'm I'm glad that uh, we we got that over with. And this was a yet again a great episode of SmackDown. SmackDown really is doing a great job on the WWE as a WWE pro- product. I know that um, a lot of people would prefer NXT. However, um, I guess in a way, just personally as a conservative uh, and somewhat a conservative uh, wrestling uh, fan, it w- it's enjoying enjoyable for me to watch SmackDown because I at least get a sense of um, the past uh, previous pro- products with SmackDown 10 years ago or so. And that that works for me. I I love this uh, episode of SmackDown. I love how SmackDown is is really running this show and leaving things open-ended. 
Uh, at the start of this episode, I did mention that uh, Daniel Bryan, or the contract of Daniel Bryan, has previous has recently expired. Notably, last year, the same thing happened with the case of Drew Gulak, where we thought it was going to be the end of him on the WWE, but instead we saw him after a couple weeks despite the news of his expired contract. There are news, however, that um, Daniel Bryan is trying to work with other companies or trying to find a way to work with the WWE and the other companies. Now that's a different uh, conversation for a different time. Personally, as I've already said, uh, as a conservative, somewhat a conservative uh, wrestling fan, I don't see that much of a problem with the WWE trying to preserve its, um, trying to give the image that it's alone and it, the only product out there. But I'm open to being convinced and open to, you know, have that discussion. Hopefully, uh, we see yet again a, an, an awesome SmackDown episode next week. And thank you for listening.